Welcome to what we are still calling Carrots Minus Suffering, where we talk about rules and stuff. This time, it's about the cleric. What is a cleric? A cleric is someone who has been gifted with divine power by the deity that they are devoted to. An intermediary between the divine realms and the mortal world. Who has played a cleric and who has not? Go ahead, Mandy. I have not. Julie? I have played the cleric most extensively of any class, I think, and I believe it, it is probably... It's, it's the class I gravitate to the most. I think it might be my favorite. I have played the cleric. My first character ever in Dungeons & Dragons was a cleric, and I also really like them. I played a cleric and I didn't like it. Favorite class feature? I wouldn't single out one particular feature. What I like about the cleric is two things, really. So I find it to be pretty versatile in the way that you can specialize your build if you're into that kind of thing. And so you can create a character that is a good tank, a good fighter, a good healer, depending on the role that your your party needs, or if they need all of those things, you can step into those roles. So that is a feature that I appreciate. The other thing that I like about the cleric is that uh, there's kind of a built-in storytelling element in that based on the deity you choose, that really informs your character. And so it is kind of like a, a crutch that all clerics have to lean on as far as role-playing. You can draw pretty rich inspiration from that, I think. I have played a light cleric in the Underdark. I have played a cleric of disease and poison who is a fairly vile person. So you can be anything from the lawful hero who saves the day to the villain to someone with their own agenda. And I suppose that's true of any class, but I, I just find that because you have a deity, it, it like lends itself to that. Mandy, what class feature called to yeah, you? Yeah, I, well, I mean, the channel, I think the channel divinity is, is interesting. But I think like Julie, what, what's fascinating about the cleric is the nature of your character is going to depend entirely on which god you're channeling and you know i think the the default for clerics is that they're the healer of the group but that's not necessarily what they have to be and i was especially taken with the possibilities of the tempest domain and the trickery domain i, I thought were particularly fascinating and what you could do with with that character and what kind of person they would be sandra I never go for rules when people say that. I mean, of course, I really like the fact that they are the, the healers of the party. I think every party needs something along those lines. I have played a cleric of nearly every persuasion in my in my long-running career. I would say domain and the concept of domain, which is kind of a cop-out because it's like dozens of abilities. Mm, I would agree with that. Is definitely my favorite thing. And it's because, one, you set it at level one, right? Like all, almost all the other classes, you choose at a later level what you're going to specialize into. Mm -hmm. But for cleric, the difference between a level one cleric and another level one cleric is, like everything in a lot of ways, it changes your proficiencies, it changes some of your spell selection, and it just gets more and more diverse and divergent from other character concepts as you go. So domain is just a wildly delightful, endlessly rewarding kind of character concept. And the other thing about domains is 
Facebook comes with like seven examples. The Dungeon Master has an eighth example in it. So it feels really comfortable to homebrew your own domains. Like it feels very much like something the average Joe can just do. And so you just have a, a ton of flexibility. And just to like offer a couple examples, like nothing heals better than life domain. You can be basically a fire wizard with the light domain. You can mass charm animals with a nature domain. I mean, they're ju it's just a delightful class. Domain is where all the, the flavor comes from, and that's what I really like about it. I mean, we're, t we're talking about someone devoted to a deity, and that is where their, their inspiration comes from. But in previous sessions, we've talked about like breaking the stereotypes of, of playing a certain class, and I think there's room to do that in the cleric, because although traditionally it's a deity, you could also build the cleric around being devoted to like a particular philosophy, like a philosophy of life or a philosophy of love things of that nature, just being devoted to an ideal and shape your character in that way. All right, that brings us to what is the role of a cleric in a party or, or what about the class of cleric draws you to fill a certain role in a party? I would say that the favorite class ability that I have seen in people playing clerics is the ability to provide a means of compromise between different groups within a party. They tend to be the ones that caution wisdom above others. So that's that's what I like about the character. There's a danger, which is that players around the table will sometimes ask someone to play a cleric because what they want is a life cleric, or at minimum a healer. And that is, I think, the only bad thing about the class, is there are so many kinds of clerics. Healer is possible for all of them, but it's not even really... I don't even really think it needs to be a default. My favorite cleric was a trickery cleric, mm -hmm. and I did heal sometimes, but like, eh, it wasn't really my thing. And so it's it has that drawback, as people want it to be a healer. Now, if you want to play a healer, Cleric is absolutely, hands down, most healing for your dollar, an incredibly enjoyable experience. But I think that some of the most interesting clerics are like war clerics, which are specialized in sword mm -hmm. damage, or light clerics that throw fireballs, or tempest clerics that shoot lightning damage and other stuff. That was actually my favorite thing, was like the Tempest cleric where the the feature where if you get hit, you deal lightning damage if you take damage. I just, I fucking love that. Like, I just even just picturing that made me giggle. <laughs> it's very Thor-like. My, one of my favorite clerics that I have played to date, which is not an extremely deep character, but a cleric named Mirth, devoted to the goddess of joy. Technically a life domain cleric. But I used it as an excuse to tell terrible jokes. Of course you did. It, it was all puns and dad jokes. It was delightful. In terms of the, the roleplay opportunities here, like you can be a party spiritual leader. You can be the loner. You can do just about anything from a base of this class. It all kinds of comes back to like what concepts. And I guess that's what comes down to, to me to be what I end up not liking as much about the class is that 
the personality of that class of, of most of the clerics that I have seen played and that I played myself is kind of set by the fact that you already follow and very much are a representative of or a channel of a particular way of thinking before you get even started in the game. And that can lead to a very static character, not a lot of wiggle room. I mean, if you have a crisis of faith, you're no longer a character. So you feel like there's just too many questions answered from From the the very beginning. Yeah. I could see that. Well, I feel like that your deity kind of guides you in that sense, but like any faith, there's there's different ways of following and and therefore it makes for really interesting scenarios when you come up against situations that make you question and you have to reconcile or have a have a struggle to overcome because of your faith so to to me that kind of adds a, a level of interest but i guess it depends on the role player how they go about interpreting those interactions or whether they decide like they are set in their their beliefs and and mm-hmm. are unswerving like it doesn't change their practice or personality. Yeah. Well, the negative stereotype of a paladin is exactly the same. You've made all of your decisions. You're going to interpret all future events through that sort of strict interpretation of the world, which I would argue is an incredibly low wisdom stat way to go about understanding the world. One paragraph that I had actually never read before from the 5e book that really kind of jumped out at me was this defining of your relationship with your god, and it left a lot of things open. Like, did you enter the service willingly? Did the Mm. god choose you, impelling you into service with no regard for your wishes? Do temple priests Mm. see you as a champion or a troublemaker? I'm shocked that it never occurred to me to make a reluctant cleric, where the god was like, hey, you're powerful. I want you. And you're like, "Uh, I don't want you back and see what kind of relationship you create. Or, you know, if you're constantly the the radical pushing the envelope and when you show up and give people advice because you're clearly more powerful than their local priest at the local temple, like that local temple priest is not okay with you. Mm-hmm. There's so much possible richness just in that, like, three sentences of a paragraph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, rem- I remember that kind of jumping out at me too. I I remember getting very speculative about that, you know, the all the circumstances which maybe don't make your role as set in stone from yeah. the get go. And I and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the concept of a balanced party here and use the cleric as our as our springboard for this because so far we've covered barbarian and bard, and those classes are kind of additives, and I wouldn't say that they're like a traditional balanced party construction. Mm -hmm. And what I have seen a lot is, well, we're making a new campaign, so we have to have a cleric, a fighter, a rogue, and a wizard. Mm -hmm. And I, I reject that notion in its entirety. Like, I would love nothing more than to dungeon master for a group of five bards. (laughs) I have no desire to see a balanced party at a table. And so, to me, there's this, you have to have a cleric and the cleric has to heal that comes out of a lot of, I guess, literally players and dungeon masters' mouths. And I respectfully disagree with them. That's mm-hmm. a play style, and I don't want to, like, rag on someone's play style. But I honestly think that that's tremendously limiting for the most versatile class in the game. 
for me, the more important balance to strike in a party is a balance that works for the table. So for example, if you have a table that really likes playing out the internal conflict in a party between all the different characters, then you might want ones of different alignments or different, you know, a bunch of different races that aren't necessarily happy with each other, things along those lines. Or you might want clerics that are from, you know, opposite domains. But, you know, if, if you have ones that really want to be a team and work together and all of that, you want something that is better aligned. We have not mentioned their spell selection. I really like their selection of buff spells. You don't get a great amount of weird Swiss Army knife style spells like a wizard does, but you do get like Bless is for the entire life of the game a really darn good spell. Mm -hmm. It's still good at level 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think if you look at the the balance of power in spells, I think you're going to find probably the strongest and best balance on the cleric spells. Let's give this thing a grade. Let's go around the table. Julie, you want to start us off? How are you going to grade this thing? Uh, well, last week when we were discussing the barbarian, I said I didn't know which class I would, I would give an A to without some kind of bias, but... No, I, I solidly give the cleric an A because it is so versatile. I'm just going to echo that right now. Cleric for me, A plus class, and it's all about versatility. I also give it an A and for a lot of the same reasons of the versatility and the variety that's like immediately available, you know, like the just the layout of the actual character class invites that kind of versatility. I didn't think I was going to give the cleric an A before I before I actually like in depth read up on it. I thought it was going to be more of a B minus because it was like eh, boring healers, but they're not boring at all. I still think they lend very much to a static concept of a character, and throughout all of this, I've been grading things based on role playability rather than on the you know what they have and and the powers that they have and that sort of thing and. In this case, I think it just lends itself way too easily to a one-note character. That means, on average, we came out to about an A-. Hey, everybody. Cleric. A-. Deal with it. 